0: Baha'i Perspective is a radio program that presents a Baha'i perspective on life through interviews. If you want information specifically on the Baha'i faith, you're welcome to visit the website www.baha'i.org, that's B-A-H-A-I dot O-R-G, or you can call the toll-free number 1-800-22-UNITE. A Baha'i friend of mine, Mike Andros, gave me a cassette tape labeled 1977-1978. When I listened to it, it was a recording of a dialogue between Jimmy Seals, Dash Crofts, and their producer, Marsha Day, after a Seals and Crofts recording session, talking about the Baha'i Faith. Seals and Crofts are best known for the 70s hits, Summer Breeze and Hummingbird. So here is Seals and Crofts talking about the Baha'i Faith.
1: Uh, we're rolling. Hello, I'm Jim Seals. And I'm Dash Crofts.
2: And I'm Marsha Day, and it's midnight, and the three of us are sitting here in the studio Dawnbreaker, where Jimmy and Dash just finished their latest album, Taking It Easy. In a couple of days, Jimmy and Dash leave on their summer tour, and I'm sure it's going to be a very exciting one for all of us.
3: All over the United States, the Baha'is are sharing the message of Baha'u'llah with their friends. Baha'is in this city are planning meetings and proclamations in the weeks to come, and hopefully this 30 minutes with you will encourage you to attend one of the Baha'i gatherings.
1: As most of you know by now, Dash and I invite the audience to stay after each concert so that we can share this urgent message of Baha'u'llah. But because of time schedules, uh, we can't always do this, so we hope that through the next 30 minutes we can leave some of the Baha'i love and spirit with you.
2: We're going to talk tonight about Baha'u'llah and the Baha'i faith, and uh, I think would be interesting to start with progressive revelation and a song that Jimmy and Dash uh, wrote many years ago when they first became Baha'is, the year of Sunday, and it talks about progressive revelation. One, two, three,
1: four.
2: God made a pact with
4: Abraham,
3: never leave man alone. So Abraham gathered his family, brought his people home.
4: of the tree of eternity, with holy and sweet melodies, proclaiming to the sincere ones the glad tidings of the nearness
5: of God.
3: on and mentions Moses and Christ and uh, finally ends up with Baha'u'llah who uh, this tape will be the subject of Baha'u'llah was the prophet founder of the Baha'i faith the Baha'is believe that all of the prophets of God were one in heart and mind and soul and that they all spoke of each other And there was a very good analogy that was given in the Baha'i writings that I understood and related to mostly. It was concerning the subject of lamps or lights. You might have several lamps in a room that are beautiful lamps and different sizes and different shapes and different colors. But all of the lights in the room serve one purpose and that is to light the room. Uh, Even though their physical appearances are different, their functions are the same, and they all gather their energy and uh, power from one source, that's electricity. So in reality, you could sort of compare this analogy to the prophets of God, even though they are of different human temples and different appearances, they all share the same source of energy and that is the Holy Spirit and they all reflect the same light and all of their purposes are the same purposes and that is to educate man so in the song Year of Sunday we mention the progressiveness of these prophets of God and how in each age when they come they educate mankind step by step just as we learn in school we learn in the first grade from the first grade teacher a second grade from the second grade teacher and so on and so on and this is one of the principles in the baha'i faith that really hit me like a sledgehammer when i first read it because <clears throat> it i understood for the first time how all of the prophets of god that have come throughout all of religious history have been in, in agreement and in accord with each
2: other. It's just the social teachings differ. Jimmy, why don't you talk about a little of the social teachings of the different prophets? Because that's really what has confused man, not the spiritual teachings, but the social teachings.
1: Yes, in each age, the manifestation of God appears, and all he does is is he restates the spiritual truths, which are eternal, and then he changes the social structure of the religion at that time and makes it apply to the to the time that he's alive and each time this happens it brings mankind another step forward uh... but because people don't understand they become attached uh, to the to the lamp instead of the light uh... most of the time they're so involved in the application uh... that they fail to recognize the new manifestation when he appears but if you look at it, uh, if you step back outside of religion and look at, at the message that each one of these teachers brought, you'll see that each one of them taught unity and love and mercy and compassion, uh, but they taught it to uh, people of a different age. So each one uh, spoke of it a little bit different. Now, Baha'u'llah, who is the prophet founder of the Baha'i faith for our age, uh, has brought a final culmination with the Baha'i teachings. Uh, because we live in an age where we, uh, we're the ones to, uh, you might say, begin to bring about a world or a, or a planetary unity, where all people will live as brothers and sisters, and we'll all recognize these truths for the first time. So it's a very exciting time for uh, us to be alive. And just think that Baha'u'llah has has was alive almost in our in our own lifetime, in our own age. So all of these teachings are there for you to investigate.
2: These prophets appear uh, approximately, uh, you know, 500 to 1,000 years if we go back to Abraham and him teaching family unity and Moses' tribal unity. And Jesus uh, brought a a spiritual teachings and a a system for city-states and Mohammed nationhood. And in this age, Baha'u'llah has come to bring us a governmental system a system that will unify all the religions and all of the nations and all of the people and in fact the year of sunday uh, implies that uh, this is the greatest age that man has ever lived in and it's the age that we've all looked forward to so it truly is the age of of the year of sunday wouldn't you say so jimmy Yes <laughs> it's a tremendous age to be alive if you can see it through uh through the eyes of a Baha'i because we know that the future uh
1: is bright. we have a pretty big job to do yes, it. and it <laughs> really it it seems like it's a big job, but all all that people have to have is a change of heart to kind of empty ourselves of all of the preconceived ideas and prejudices that we carry around with us. And uh, just for a moment, take a look at at how much alike that the people are in the world, that no matter where we come from or how we dress or what the color of our skin is or what our formal uh, religious training might be, uh, that those things are really unimportant. It's the the feeling of the heart and the unity of the heart uh, that we need in this age. And Baha'u'llah promises us that if we have this change of heart, Uh, that this unification of of all mankind begins with the willingness to change.
3: Therefore, Baha'u'llah's claim is that he is the latest manifestation of God, speaking of the progressiveness of the prophets. And the reason that they have come in succession is because the knowledge of God is so powerful, (laughs) it would probably be like, plugging your finger into a light socket (laughs) you wouldn't be able to take all of the electricity at once so you have to it has to be transformed little by little so uh, this is the concept in year of sunday and in the baha'i writings it's called progressive revelation
2: all of uh, uh jimmy and well not all of it but a great deal of their music has been inspired by the teachings of Baha'u'llah and uh, uh, the readings of the writings, because as we read the writings, our mind and hearts truly do take on a new dimension. As I've heard... Well, maybe, Jimmy, you can talk mm-hmm. about how it affected you when you first started reading the writings.
1: Well, it's, it's a whole new approach to, uh, to life and to religion and to everything that we know. So when these seeds... Uh, you know, first become planted with your first exposure to the Baha'i writings. Uh, little by little, whatever your line of work is, or whatever your living habits are at that time, these seeds, little by little, begin to germinate. And in our mind, since we're songwriters and uh, been in entertainment and music all of our lives, uh, we reflected our growth or our our new love uh, for this faith through our music. But other people, uh, it affects them in different ways. I think that, uh, that everyone that we've ever talked to that's, uh, that's read the writings of Baha'u'llah immediately uh, have felt uh, a whole new m- motivation for life. and uh,
2: It gives us hope, <laughs> yeah. hope for the future. <laughs> <laughs> it does. You, know,
1: you say, well, maybe there's going to be a, a happy end to this whole thing anyway because you know the change that we're going through is very painful uh, for a lot of people. And uh, before it's over, it'll probably affect all of us. And we have to be strong and we have to have knowledge and, and certainly love. Baha'u'llah uh,
2: talks about it being the birth pangs of a new world order, uh, being born. And we are all, all of us, living in an age where we see turmoil all around us and nations, you know, fighting nations and races against races. It's it's really a lack of understanding of of what our true purpose is, but uh, we do know for sure as Bahais that the world is changing. Even though it may look dark, it's uh, it's like when uh, when a woman gives birth to a child. It uh, it's very painful, but the end results is beauty. Right, Dash. I mean, yes. you're a father, and you know what those birth pangs are like. You went through it with uh, with Billy, and as as Jimmy went through it with Ruby, and uh, this is how Baha'u'llah explains it: that the we uh, feel the death of the old world, and we know all of us that we need a new standard, a new government, uh, a new uh, a new direction, and I think that. Any place we go, because we've traveled all over the world, the three of us, and we see uh, that regardless, when we meet Baha'is in other countries, isn't that right? You know, it, It's like meeting your family, regardless of what background they're from or what race or what
1: yes. religion. Mm-hmm. Automatically, when you meet uh, a person on the other side of the world that is a Baha'i, you know uh, that they believe in the oneness of mankind, and that they're trying to rid themselves of uh, all prejudice religious prejudice or class or racial prejudice that this that they've uh... they kind of made a pact to go in that direction and it brings about a uh, an instant point of communication and love and you know that uh, if the chips were down and you you didn't have anything or you had a, uh, a problem or you were in danger or whatever that you could go to these people and they would understand and uh... So, uh as it was when we were in New Zealand just a little while back, we had a hundred people uh, meet us at the airport, people that were our family uh, that we had never met before. We never knew that they would that they would even be there and uh, We got there and they took us and took us to their home and uh, they played music for us and told us about the exciting things that are that are happening in their part of the world and it It's strange because, in the other parts of the world uh when when people hear about the Baha'i faith or the writings of Baha'u'llah, they're pretty ready to to begin to to build uh, and to make the change then. But it seems that in the United States uh, that we're kind of behind the rest of the world spiritually in one sense. But the potential is is to be the spiritual leaders. So we hope that everybody that that hears this program will get motivated to to investigate the writings of Baha'u'llah and join with us and and let's roll our sleeves up and get to work and build this world unity.
3: <laughs> yeah, the exciting thing to me is <clears throat> that those hundred people that met us in New Zealand, uh, that feeling can happen with all of us and uh, and the, our listeners who are listening to this uh, message that we're talking about now. Uh, it, it's a really truly uh, secure and warm feeling to know that. Everybody has one thing in common, and uh, and as Jimmy said, we'd like to to have everybody join us into into that same feeling,
2: that same family, the same family. Uh, since the two of you have been asked so often about how these teachings have been reflected through their music, uh, one of my favorite uh, songs is Hummingbird. And since we're talking about Baha'u'llah, maybe you would just uh, play a little of it and and explain uh, what the message is.
3: Okay.
4: Oh, boy.
2: Messenger or this great teacher to come and lift man out of his degradation, to liberate him from his from himself, and yet, as always, they have always persecuted the prophet. Jimmy, why don't you share with us a little of Bahá'u'lláh's life and how you felt and Dash, how you felt when uh, when you read about Bahá'u'lláh's life?
1: Well, I suppose that we felt a little bit like some of the people in the old days that lived in the in the days when Baha'u'llah was alive felt Uh, all of a sudden someone stands up and says I'm God and makes a claim and when we were told about this man Baha'u'llah who had spent his life in prison automatically the fact that he was in prison we said well you know why why was he in prison and we found out that uh, there are so many things that we take for granted nowadays, teachings uh, that Bahá'u'lláh created during his uh, 40 years in prison. He and his family and uh, his eldest son, Abdu'l-Bahá, the uh, pain and hardship that they endured uh, all of their life, uh, it's just unbelievable. So we said, you know, the the more that we heard about the writings of Bahá'u'lláh and that we read them, uh, we just fell in love with with the whole, uh, with the life of Baha'u'llah, with the sacrifice, uh, with the 20,000 people that were martyred in the early days of the faith. And we almost put ourselves in in their place. You know, when you hear about that, you say, well, how could something like this happen again? It's happened in every age. And uh, for thousands of years now, people have prayed and uh, in in Israel, they've stood at the Wailing Wall and they've prayed and they've waited for the Lord of Hosts. And the Christian has has prayed for the return of Christ. and the uh, The Buddhist expect the uh, fifth Buddha. All around the world, people have expected this. And you say, "Well, this is his claim. He claims to be uh, the one that all of these messengers of God spoke of that would would bring us into a to a, uh, one uh, one shepherd in one fold, and all of these prophecies." And you say, "My goodness, we've you know we've done it again. Mankind has has uh, taken arms against the the manifestation of God again." And so we were very uh, we were very sad, and yet we were very joyous because we know that this is the beginning, uh, as Baha'u'llah says, of of a a day that won't be followed by night. He said that this is the age um, when mankind will beat the weapons into plowshares and and will begin to to realize that we're spiritual beings. So we were very, uh, very uh, happy and very sad at the same time. Uh, Bahá'u'lláh, in in one sense, was like the hummingbird because the hummingbird is unique. And there's a mystery involved with the manifestation of God uh, that mankind will probably never know about. Uh, It's like a mirror again. He's a perfect mirror of the knowledge and love of God and the highest point uh, of knowledge that man can attain, the closest we can get to God uh, on this planet. And to have one of these manifestations of God to come so close in our lifetime, the spiritual energy is so high uh, that when you come in contact with it, I think because we were created in an age... uh, our job is, is laid out for us, and, and we're naturally in tune to those things. But the energy as you study these Baha'i writings is so great that it almost, it, it overwhelms you.
2: You know, too, the thing that Baha'u'llah was a Muslim, he came through the Islamic religion, just as Christ came through Judaism. And I know as Baha'is we're very often asked uh, about Baha'u'llah's life, And when he appeared, Uh, he received his revelation uh, in 1853. Of course, he had the forerunner, the Bob, like John the Baptist was to Christ. So the faith really began in 1844, May 23rd. But Baha'u'llah was foretold in all of the holy books. In fact, he said through his writings, if you are a Jew... If you study the Torah, that he has fulfilled the prophecies of of the Torah. Or if you're a Christian, study the New Testament and the teachings of Christ, and he has fulfilled all of those prophecies. Because Christ did promise that he would return, and uh, he spoke of where it would be. And when uh, we started studying the teachings of Baha'u'llah, I remember how all of us remember we ran out and we bought mm. the Koran and, and the uh, Old and New out. Testament <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and the Bhagavad Gita. Yeah. And if you put the holy books side by side, they're really uh, different chapters but one book. Baha'u'llah explains that we cannot comprehend God, but that we can understand the teachings of the manifestation of God. In other words, he is the contact, the connection between God and man. And as Christ said, that the only way to God is through me. And this was misleading to the people, say, in this age, because they believe as a Christian that the only way you can get to God is through Christ. And that was true in that age. But if we study all of the holy books, all of the prophets said the same thing, that the way to know God and to know oneself is to know his prophet. So this is why as Baha'is that we feel it is so important and so so urgent that the world, that people, study the Baha'i teachings and study their own holy books and find that Baha'u'llah is truly the fulfillment
3: one of the impressive aspects of uh, the Baha'i faith to me was also that uh, after Baha'u'llah's ascension in in 1892 he uh, appointed his son Abdul Baha to be the interpreter of his writings so the writings themselves are now the authority in the Baha'i faith. There are no um, uh, priests Hmm. or, or deacons or people who uh, are considered the ranking uh, spokesmen of the Baha'i faith. And just the Baha'is are the followers of Baha'u'llah, and the and the writings of Baha'u'llah are the authority. Uh, incidentally, Abdul Baha. Speaking of Abdul Baha, we wrote a song on uh, our new album, "Taking It Easy," that was a tribute to Abdul Baha, who traveled to America in uh, 1912. 21, I think, or 1921, and
2: uh, no, he was here in 1912. Yes, yeah. in
3: 1912, and he traveled to all the major cities in the United States and gave many talks, and uh, was in his 70s, in his late, in the late years of his life. Yet he still had the energy and and the uh, uh, fire to keep going and going, and that's. real inspiration to Jimmy and I when we travel around and we're tired and and uh, we feel like laying down he said that every time that he wanted to uh, he admitted sometimes that he felt the fatigue but each time he wanted to sit down and rest he would hear his father's voice saying March March (laughs) so that's what we think of when when we get tired is is March March
2: And sometimes after a show I know the fatigue because I'm there very often. But because we feel uh, that the time in this century and the changes the world is going through, that you feel the urgency. And we know that all of the other systems that we have are certainly not working. And I think that the exciting thing, too, is that Baha'u'llah did leave an administrative order. A governmental system that eventually the world will turn to that will create justice for all mankind because Baha'u'llah did bring justice as Christ brought love and uh, Moses brought the law and Muhammad brought the discipline Baha'u'llah, through his teachings will establish uh, justice for the world therefore you know we are destined if if you are a Baha'i, you know that we're headed toward peace and the kingdom on earth that Christ promised. I mean, I don't think he was just talking when he said that there would be someday day kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. So what the three of us are urging you to do is uh, when the Baha'is have these meetings and these proclamations, to go and talk to the Baha'is and uh, get a book and read it and because Baha'u'llah has written on every su- subject conceivable, can you imagine he wrote for forty years in his own hand on every subject conceivable to the minds of man to bring world unity and to unite the hearts <laughs> That's really something you know when you when you think about it forty years of revelation
3: yes it is
1: i was I was thinking about the great crowds of people that met at Woodstock and some of the big Uh, concert gatherings and I would just like to to appeal to those people that were there uh, that if you really wanna stand up for something and make it work that this is the opportunity to do it Uh, I know that the the kind of the spirit of the 60s and and the 70s uh, those people that were that took part in the demonstrations and stood up against the war and all these things this is an opportunity for them once and for all uh, to put forth something in their life That means something it's, it's a step toward peace And to do away with all of the things And, and realize the dreams that they had And uh, we just hope that they'll find out about it That they'll investigate
2: Our 30 minutes is just about up It's passed so quickly, hasn't it? And before we do with uh, Jimmy and Dash mm-hmm. are going to sing a song That they just wrote And hopefully will record And it's called... One planet, one people, please.
3: By the way, those people that might not be able to make it to some of these meetings and proclamations, uh, the Baha'i faith is always listed in the telephone book, and it's spelled B-A-H-A apostrophe I, Baha'i faith. So if they don't get a chance to go to these meetings, hopefully they could uh, give the Baha'is a call and find out where they could go.
2: And let's end the... uh the tape with that beautiful song you've just written, and that's what it's all about.
0: I hope you enjoyed that recording of Seals and Crofts talking about the Baha'i Faith. For a copy of this and other interviews, you can go to the website www.abahaiperspective.com. For information specifically on the Baha'i Faith, you can go to the website www.baha'i.org or you can call the toll-free number 1-800-22-UNITE. I hope you'll join me next time on A Baha'i Perspective
4: say it's but a game and they let it slip away love like the autumn sun should be dying but it's only just begun like the twilight in the road Our years, all the years Will come and go Take us up, always up Should be flying But it's only just begun Like Columbus in the olden days We must gather all our courage Sail our ships out on the open sea Cast away our fears All the years come and go Take us up always up we may never pass this way again we may never pass this way again we may never pass this way again so, I won't laugh while the laughing is easy I wanna cry if it makes it worthwhile I may never pass this way again That's why I want it with you Cause you make me feel like I'm more than a friend Like I'm the journey and you're the journey's end I may never pass this way again That's why I want it born.
6: This great human garden, even as flowers grow and blend together side by side. Is. When the one that left us yet returns for us at least, we are but a moment's sunlight fading in. together
0: This is WXOJLP Northampton, 103.3 FM, your Valley Free Radio Station.